1: Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson. We're in the First Bank Studios right here in Hattiesburg. Luke is in downtown Laurel, and we're glad you're with us wherever you're tuned in this afternoon. Want to say hello to Justin and the gang as we do every day to kick off the show at Dickey's Barbecue Pit. We appreciate their support of our show. And encourage you the next time you want delicious barbecue, whether it's in-house or in your house, make sure you choose Dickie's. Patrick McGee, the professor from the Biloxi Sun-Herald, joins the Eagle Hour today. And Patrick, uh, uh, these days it's a baseball baseball. And so I want to start out by asking you a couple of things. I, I looked this morning at the latest regional projections uh, D1 uh, has uh, Southern Miss in Starkville with Clemson, JSU, Jackson State, and Mississippi State. Bracketology has the most horror. it's like a nightmare looking at what they're predicting. Uh, they send USM to Starkville with Florida State, South Alabama, <laughs> and Mississippi State. I just can't really imagine yeah. a worse scenario <laughs> than that. But here's what I really want to ask you. You know – I see last night Ole Miss, for example, loses to Tennessee Martin, which has an RPI of 210, uh, had only won 18 games all year. And Ole Miss, in every projection now, is a lock to host a regional. And uh, every projection that I've seen shows us down to just one Conference USA team, uh, that being Louisiana Tech. Your view of where the regionals stand today for Conference USA and, of course, Southern Miss?
2: Um, I think... Louisiana Tech's obviously in a pretty good place at the moment in terms of getting one of those bids. I think Charlotte's also in the mix. But as we speak right now, uh, Southern Miss is on the outside looking in. Uh, if they have won that series at Fort Atlantic, uh, kind of a painful way to lose it whenever you uh, really kind of give away a lead there after the rain delay. Uh, but, you know, Southern Miss can kind of put itself in the discussion again if they win the conference tournament. But even then, it's it's not a, a, a surefire thing. It's just they really need kind of things to kind of head the other direction for some of these other teams. Uh, Ole Miss taking the series from Vanderbilt was just the worst possible thing that could have happened for Southern Miss, and with the combination of, of some, you know a split is not terrible at FAU, uh, but that was a series that you that you really help yourself by winning on the road. So it, it's just you know with with a couple other teams really helping themselves, I wouldn't you know put too much stock in the midweek loss. If, 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 mm-hmm. if Southern Miss was judged on its midweek performances this season, Southern Miss wouldn't even be in this right. uh, position. So, uh, yeah, right now Southern Miss is probably out of the 20 teams are probably number 19 or number 20 at the moment. But that could change if they really get hot and win the conference tournament. But uh, right now I'd say both LaTex and Charlotte have a slight edge on Southern Miss.
1: Odds are Southern Miss goes to Starkville. That seems to be everybody's projection now.
2: Yeah, or Oxford. Um I think Oxfords may be a little bit more likely because Southern Miss would be considered a a, a strong two-seed, and I expect Ole Miss to be seated lower than Mississippi State. Right now I think they have Mississippi State kind of in the middle of the pack at number eight. Maybe Ole Miss is around 13 or 14 or even higher. Uh, so I, I, I would, if I had to bet, I would think that Southern Miss would, is more likely to go to Ole Miss than they are going to start. Them.
1: But life is still good for the SEC, right? If you're Mississippi State, you get beat – a weekend series by the last place team in the league has no effect on you. Ole Miss loses to a terrible midweek opponent. No effect. Southern Miss splits with Florida Atlantic and drops out of consideration, basically.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's you know, Ole Miss just, I mean, uh, State had some room to give. Uh, they were like a number three or number four seed. And Ole Miss was, you know, they were probably 18 or 19. Now there's 20 teams coming in. And now they're sitting there, you know, well into the mix. Just. I mean, beating Vanderbilt, which has some of the best pitchers you could ever have for a college baseball team, uh, that's that's pretty impressive for all Miss to pull that off. They really, really helped themselves.
1: Right. No question about that. Luke, get in here with the professor.
0: Uh, Patrick, Kendall Rogers uh, announced in a couple hours ago the NCAA expected to announce today that baseball and softball championships will allow 100% capacity if local and state line guidelines allow for it. Uh, that is, uh, I think that hurts Southern Miss also simply because the Eagles were going to have the edge against the other Conference USA potential host sites from a capacity standpoint, and I think it further bolsters the SEC knowing that they can pack those stadiums out. So that announcement, mm-hmm. while it's good for college baseball, while it's good for all of us as fans, probably the Eagles get hit double with that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, we'll see if it plays into it at all, but, you know, if, if you can pack several thousand people into your uh, stadium and then NCAA can make a little money in the process, uh, I think, you know, the NCAA's had to give up a lot in ticket sales, whether it's, you know, through basketball or back towards football. So if they can help their bottom line in the process of putting the regionals together, that could, you know, that's going to play to the advantage of Ole Miss and state and, uh, you know, like I said, it, 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 that does work to USM's advantage compared to the other conference USA teams, but uh, you know I don't know how much that will really pay into uh, uh, play into it once they make make the final decision. But uh, it'll make for some entertaining college baseball. Uh, it'll make for some uh, uh, some exciting scenes. It's been a while since we've really watched sporting events with Pack Stadium. So uh, at least we'll you know if 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 Southern Miss travels to Starkville or Ole Miss, at least I'll have a chance to bring a few more fans with. It.
0: I'm astonished to to think that you would uh, think the NCAA would make decisions based off their bottom line. I mean, I'm just kind of astonished Mm -hmm. to hear that, Patrick.
2: Yeah, that's why Florida State's gotten so many dang host sites over the year. I mean, the ACC really, (laughs) you know, you got Clemson and some of these other schools, but they knew Florida State could give them a a few extra bucks. But, yeah, it it definitely helps these schools when it comes to, to hosting, being one of those 16 hosts.
0: Interesting uh, at all to you. Uh, we talked some yesterday uh, when the Conference USA bracket came out. Talked about this Monday also. It just seems as if the championship game will literally be the East champion and the West champion playing each other.
2: Yeah, it kind of uh, shakes out that way. Uh, you'll have, you know, Charlotte, who had the best record overall on one side. And, and so it's. it's. It, it, I don't have the bracket sitting right here in front of me, but I guess this really is the Southern Mississippi advantage to. Uh, be able to play that, you know, that 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 first game that night, so he can kind of sit back and and watch and see th- how things play out. Uh, you know, you just hope you win and get the night game the next day. So uh, we'll see how things pair out, uh, shake out. But yeah, I, I think Southern Miss always likes to be kind of that late that late uh, first pitch. I know in Bloxy they were usually the I think the third game of the day, right? And that usually became a five p.m. first pitch. But getting the late one is is not a bad situation.
1: All right Patrick but you know it's a good day according to these brackets for Conference USA cuz in every bracket both bracketology and D1 you see four Conference USA teams uh, in the bracket let me run this down and see how you, how this settles with you uh obviously Louisiana Tech a number 1 seed at their tournament Charlotte according to D1 a number 2 seed at Gainesville USM a number 2 seed at Starkville Old Dominion a number 2 seed in Lubbock According to bracketology, Southern Miss would be the number two seed in Starkville, Old Dominion, the number two seed in Columbia, South Carolina, Louisiana Tech. Uh, oddly, as as I read that correctly, a number two seed in their own uh, in their own um, uh, tournament, and uh, and Charlotte, a number two seed at Notre Dame. What do you think?
2: Uh yeah, it's all. I mean, Charlotte. You know, they can end up any old place, but. Southern Miss and Louisiana Tech, they're generally going to stay in the region. Uh, I think Florida Atlantic can't be completely ruled out as a postseason team. They're sitting there, I think, 62 RPI at the minute, at the moment, right. and if they go in and have a strong tournament and they could get around, say, 50 or so, they might be able to get into the discussion. Uh, they won at Miami just last night, so uh, it's going to be interesting if you have – I mean, you have the potential of five conference USA teams in the postseason. Wow, that'd be fantastic. It's been, it's, been a, it's been a long time uh, since that happened. I mean, to, to split with Southern Miss and then the win at Miami, uh, who was at uh, 24 RPI, they helped themselves out. So uh, FAU can't be ruled out either.
1: And it tells you that's a pretty good ball team Southern Miss played uh, over the weekend. Right. Over in US USM's in the tournament no matter what. Is that what I'm hearing?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a done deal. Southern Miss is in the field. In uh, a split at FAU is nothing to hang your head about. No, it's just the spotlight is on you if you're one of those twenty teams and they're looking at you uh, on that final weekend. A split at FAU is not bad, but it's just it just doesn't you know it's it it just hurts you when you look at how some of the other teams did. With Louisiana Tech winning their series and uh, Ole Miss really playing well against Nashville, so. Southern Miss, you know, they still have a shot to kind of make a case for themselves if they go out and pitch during the conference tournament, kind of like they did against uh, Middle Tennessee. Maybe that kind of puts them back in the uh, discussion of hosting. Obviously, they're in discussion, but really kind of puts them in as the fifteenth or sixteenth team. So there is that potential, but they just got to play really, really well at Ruston.
1: Right, and we're going to talk more about the tournament upcoming in Ruston. Excuse me, with the professor, maybe the strongest conference USA tournament we have ever seen. Uh, in regard to the number of basically top 25 caliber programs uh, that are going to be playing. Four for sure, Florida Atlantic right on that bubble, as Patrick said. So we'll take a look at the CUSA tournament with the professor right after the break.
0: To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
1: Welcome back. Glad you're with us on the Wednesday edition of the Eagle Hour. We're talking to our good buddy Patrick McGee from the Biloxi Sun-Herald. And Patrick, uh, well, before I do that, just let me say quickly, uh, if you want some Southern Miss swag, uh, the very latest, and I'm sure it won't be long they'll have uh, CUSA tournament stuff, uh, got to go to Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street or go online to campusbookmart.net. <clears throat> all right patrick it all starts next wednesday and, and and my years of following southern miss baseball and conference usa i it's fair to say this is the this is the toughest tournament we have ever seen in the conference you've got four teams in the top 25 as you say florida atlantic is probably uh, right there if, if they're not a top 25 team they're very very close they show that again uh, beat southern miss twice this weekend and beat miami that's a pretty good week uh analyze this tournament I, I got to tell you you know southern miss has of course been a pretty dominant force in the tournament down on the coast but this year anybody could win Patrick
2: yeah and I think a lot of these teams uh, especially uh, Louisiana Tech were, were really helped whenever they allowed teams uh, players to come back for an extra season and it really kind of loaded up the uh, the conference and you were I was kind of waiting to see which, you know, kind of non-power conference really kind of benefits from the rule. And it sounds like Conference USA is really, you know, if you would have, say, put them up against the Sun Belt or some of these other conferences, it seems like the Conference USA squads were able really able to take advantage of that new rule and get some good guys back into the fold. And it's really probably the best slate of teams Conference USA's had, you know, in this era of Conference USA, This this current version, obviously. Uh, it's it's a good league, uh, uh, really. You know, one through eight. It's, these are decent teams. I guess Middle Tennessee, one. You know, he's kind of scratching your head about because he saw them against Southern Miss a couple of weeks ago and they couldn't touch the ball. Uh, but they're in there as the eight seed, and the team that Southern Miss plays on on day one, West Kentucky, is really a team that plays Southern Miss tight uh, all weekend. I thought they were a sound uh, squad. So, really, one through seven, UTSA is a good team. Uh, so yeah, I you know I think the quality in Rustin this week is going to be really good. You just kind of hate this this tournament isn't being played in Blacksburg this
1: season. No kidding, absolutely. Who's the favorite, Patrick, to win it?
2: Uh, I think Louisiana Tech is probably your favorite, just being the home field and how the team they've got uh, they've put together. Uh, you know, but uh, Louisiana Tech has a habit of falling apart in the Conference USA tournament. Right. Uh, we've seen that happen. Uh, you'd think it might be a little bit different this time around. But, uh, you know, if, you, if you're Louisiana Tech, you're hoping you know, that Jinx doesn't come back to bite you. And that would really help Southern Miss if Wild Tech kind of has one of those little lapses because I think Southern Miss is a better team than UTSA and West Kentucky, uh, the other two teams on that side of the bracket. So uh, Tech's probably sweating a little bit that they're over there with Southern Miss.
1: Yeah.
0: Luke? Patrick, uh, your thoughts on pitching approach, not just the next week but the, the postseason. Conference tournament gives uh, the Eagles an opportunity, you know, to, to display the legitimate four starting pitchers that they have. You know, you may get in a situation in a regional or or uh, in the conference tournament where Stanley's pitch counts down in game one and he kind of cruises and you bounce around to game four and you can throw Boyd or or Stanley. Kind of feel like Scott Berry will just stick with what got him there?
2: Yeah, I mean, they're just in, in really a great situation in terms of starting pitching. Uh, the bullpen has had a lapse or two here lately, but the starting pitching is still solid. Uh, all four guys are really ready to go when needed. So I, I think he, I, I'm with you. You don't want to overextend uh, Stanley in that first game if he in, indeed is that guy, which you know we would all expect. Uh, but, yeah, I, th- I think it stacks up well for Southern Miss in the situation and the pitching they have. You know, if they could go out and handle West Kentucky fairly easily and not have to use too many guys, uh, then you're talking about playing Louisiana Tech the next day with Walker Powell on the mound. So uh, it's, it's, you know, Southern Miss is built to to win a tournament like this, and they're and they're built to to win a regional if they're playing, a, you know, a, a close to their best baseball, uh, you know. So it's as long as Southern Miss can kind of roll over uh, some of the momentum they had against Middle Tennessee and, and, and get past that little uh, kind of clash lay the FAU. I, you know, Southern Miss is a team that's perfectly capable of coming in to win this tournament.
0: Still got a bad taste in my mouth about the uh, the Ferris Trophy. You don't want to relive that. But, man, when you look at what Reed Trimble has done, Patrick, I mean, th- this is Brian. a five-tool guy. He's 11 of 13 in stolen bases. Uh, he's, he's one of the best hitters uh, in the state, and he's proven to be one of the best hitters in the conference. Uh, you know, who else has to kind of help him take that load off? But, I mean, when you look at what he's done in a, as a two-hole hitter, he might be the best two-hole hitter in the country right now production-wise.
2: Yeah, well, what's got to happen for Southern Miss is they've just got to get some production, somebody to have a, or a couple of guys to really have a good week, uh, a good weekend that just haven't, you know, whether it's Will McGillis or, you know, or, or Sargent, you know, whose batting average is dip. You need these guys to really step up and just kind of fill some gaps and just play above their head. And just, it, Trimble is going to come in rock and rolling. He's hitting the ball exceptionally well right now. Uh, you were kind of waiting to see. In this lineup coming in, you knew who Gabe was, you know, and, but all the other pieces, you were waiting to see who kind of steps up and becomes that next star. And I think Reed Trimble has become that next star in the lineup for Southern Miss baseball. Of course, Fisher's hit the ball very well all season, uh, but the you know Montenegro, uh, Trimble, and Fisher combo there at the top of the lineup is pretty good. If all three of those guys can hit like they're capable of, Southern Miss can easily put up the runs necessary to get through and win this tournament. So. Uh, but it's you know they got to get something in the bottom of the lineup. Somebody's got to have a big week. We've seen little uh, flashes from McGillis at times here lately. So if he can come in and you know and, and put together a couple of good games, that that can make all the difference in the world for Southern men.
1: Just to clarify, this is double elimination on each side of the bracket, correct?
2: Right, yeah. I mean, uh, you never want to get in the losers bracket, but you know you will play it the next day if you lose on day one.
1: That's correct. And then you're going to play out the bracket, and whoever wins that end of each side of the bracket plays for the championship one game. Correct?
2: Yeah, it'll be a one-off uh, for, for TV sakes on on Sunday.
1: Right. Let's look past that for just a moment. Uh, Southern Miss wins conference USA tournament. What does that mean for the Golden Eagles? If they play poorly in the tournament, which we don't suspect they would, and maybe go out two or three games, what does that mean for the Golden Eagles?
2: Um, well, if they win, I think they're you know they're in the hunt for that 15th or 16th uh, regional uh, site. If they win, if they roll through, play really well, and kind of make a national statement, uh, I think they're in the hunt to host. But if they don't win, I don't think there's really any path to host for Southern Miss. They'll be a two-seed at either Oxford or Startville. And uh, it, it seems fairly obvious the path ahead, uh, what's got to happen for Southern Miss. They need a couple other teams in that, that, that are kind of at the tail end of that group of 20 to have some bad weekends, allow Southern Miss to climb up. So uh, they need to play really well and have a couple of breaks along the way.
1: Luke, can you think of a worse scenario than what Bracketology put out today? Mississippi State, Florida State, Southern Miss, and South Alabama.
0: Bring it, South Alabama had lost that <laughs> has lost that Lee kid for the rest of the year, the one that shut us down in the midweek. Oh well, good. So you know they would have to, yeah. So I think what what Southern Miss baseball wanted to do was they wanted to lose to South Alabama all year, beat them in the regional, and then set the tone for uh, for Will Hall to take care of them in, in September. Yeah. Patrick, I mean that just that just makes sense. But yeah, don't you feel like Patrick though that LSU or Florida State are going to end up in one in in uh, a regional with one of the conference US teams either as a two seed or a three seed.
2: Oh Lord, yeah. I mean, it's you know, Louisiana, poor Louisiana Tech. You know, if they have to host a, an LSU or a Florida now, State, I mean, that would well. Well, yeah. Patrick,
0: look here. D1. So, sorry, to, sorry to interrupt. Just yeah, the D one projection, Patrick, is Virginia Commonwealth as the four, but Rustin will host LSU and Florida State <laughs> as the exactly. two and three. Exactly. FSU the two, LSU's the three. <laughs>
2: I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I mean that, that. That's I. I just, I just. There are no words, like, are there, Patrick? There are yeah, no I words mean, for it's that. Like it's just that, I hope that stadium is still standing after <laughs> the weekend's done. That's
1: just nuts. Hey, before we run out of time, Patrick, we don't talk about them ever. But I see Jackson State in all these projections, and I know they've had a phenomenal year. Can Jackson State yeah. go make some noise in the regionals?
2: Sure. Well, you, you, you know they they didn't lose a game in conference. Of course, it's not the greatest conference, but to do that is really says a lot. You know, not won that long ago where uh, Jackson State went to Lafayette and, and beat the number one team in the nation mm-hmm. on the first day of the regional. So, no, Jackson State is is not really a four seat that you want to see uh, showing up, especially in kind of a nearby. If they end up at, like at Louisiana Tech or someplace like that, that would really be a headache for a one seed on day one. So, no, you don't want Jackson State as the four seed. You got to face as a one seed.
1: Well, well for the record, D one has uh, in the Starkville Regional Mississippi State, Southern Miss, Clemson, and Jackson State. I, I don't, I-, I don't see an easy bracket anywhere. But we'll just have to, uh, we'll just have to play it out. Are You're going to be uh, in Ruston next week, I would assume. <laughs>
2: Uh, Yeah, I'm going to be up there in some capacity as long as I'm still waiting on kind of the plans to shake out and waiting on some some stuff to be approved. But, yeah, I plan on making my way up there.
1: Well, we look forward to talking to you when you're up there, Patrick. And uh, we appreciate your input, as always, on the Eagle Hour, brother.
2: All right. Thanks, Bob.
1: Patrick McGee, everybody. uh, Sports editor for the Biloxi Sun-Herald great friend of the Eagle Hour, and I think Luke Johnson, the best sports reporter in Mississippi, and certainly the best sports reporter that covers Southern Miss in Mississippi. I'm sure you'd
0: agree. Which thankfully, he comes on every week. I'm glad he covers the Golden Eagles. Where are you, Hattiesburg American? Where are you, <laughs> Clarence Ledger? That's why we go to Biloxi, because they cover the Golden Eagles. Here again. to the top always appreciate patrick mcgee's time from the biloxi sun herald appreciate his coverage of southern miss athletics eagle hour on a wednesday bob getty in the first bank studio in hattiesburg luke johnson first bank studio downtown laurel greatly appreciate our friends at first bank home of the perfect 10 reggie collier and they've been around uh, helping people in Mississippi for over 100 years. They can help you also, and we're thankful that they are our studio sponsor for the Eagle Hour. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill. Trivia tonight, 8 p.m. They went ahead this today and rolled out the menu for the rest of the week. It was country fried steak and chicken fried chicken Wednesday. Tomorrow, pork chops, homemade cornbread casserole, squash, and a roll Mm, Friday Bob Getty endorsed farm-raised catfish, slaw, hush puppies, and fries. They are also introducing a shrimp and catfish platter. $8. Wow. $8.95 every day with a drink. Go eat your heart out. Trivia tonight for Street Bar and Grill. All right, we are excited uh, to to talk about this. This is something that was has been in the works Um since, I guess, the beginning of baseball season, uh, of course, uh, Corky Palmer, former Southern Miss uh, baseball head coach and a great friend of this show, great friend uh, and a great representative of Southern Miss, uh, he suffered a stroke last year, and, and Coach Barry, a lot of times when he makes his appearance on the show on Mondays, he brings us up to date about Coach Palmer, and, and uh, he's got a continually got a long road ahead. And so uh, a few guys got together with, uh, with Corky's brother, Ted, Coach Jimmy Pierce... Rick Maddox, who is Mark Maddox's father and, and then Tyler Kahn, former baseball player and they wanted to be able to help Coach Palmer and different avenues were, were being discussed And uh, but some of you out there are very familiar with uh, with the website GoFundMe and it's, it's an opportunity for people to uh, take up charitable causes and just gives a great platform uh, uh, connected with, with social media and uh, so I was privileged uh, as they approached me to be able to, to help, help set this up and so we've got a team core Corky GoFundMe, and uh, and Bob Getty, uh, we were working through a, a few different avenues, and uh, so been kind of getting all the information together, everybody on the same page. So we, we started advertising it last night. And if you go to GoFundMe, it's just called Help Coach Corky Palmer. You can go to GoFundMe.com, and you can type in just Corky Palmer, and uh, it'll pull up. So Bob Getty uh, last night uh, sent... Sent Rick Maddox a text, probably about seven, said, hey, it's ready to go if you want to start advertising it. And he's like, let's do it. So I talked to Tyler and, and Jimmy Pierce yesterday. So we, we start just blasting it on social media. Our good friend Rick Cleveland, he puts it out there. Uh, it starts getting on Facebook, starts getting traction. Bob, this thing's only been going like 14 hours, and we already have right at $5,500 raised for Corky Palmer that's just so wonderful and i think i think my buddy
1: luke is being a little humble you were really involved in this am i not right about that i mean you you were kind of in this from the start and uh, uh so you have a big hand in this
0: well i mean we want to help coach palmer yeah right. and and so you know it was it was a way for Rather than, you know, going, people going to uh, maybe a bank or or having to physically go somewhere, it's a way that people can donate. GoFundMe is very, very, very Incredible, and we would we would be reminded. GoFundMe is also uh, the website, uh, Bob, that a lot of people helped our buddy Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation after his surgery last year, and really uh, was able to to help him. So, Coach Palmer, we're helping him, and uh, this fundraiser will will go for the for the next uh, several months, I believe. And you know, the one thing because college baseball is uh, is is going to be. F- first and foremost in the minds of sports people over the next three months. We know there's a lot of people uh, who remember that 2009 run in Corky's last year at Southern Miss. And, uh, you know, I, I, I expect to see, you know, guys like Ron Polk and other guys, uh, you know, putting this out there. And so what we're trying to do, if you go and you look at the amount that's trying to be raised, that basically will 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 help Coach Palmer for a year. And, uh, so mm-hmm. I expect us to not only meet that goal, Bob, I expect us to exceed that goal. So That's gofundme.com, uh, search for Corky Palmer. You'll see it. You can donate, uh, credible organization. This is a combined effort of, of Ted Palmer, Rick Maddox, Jimmy Pierce, and, and Tyler Kahn. And, uh, you know, it, it, it needs to be helped. Corky, I, every time I think of him, Bob, you know, the last, Uh, One of the last funny stories that that I had experienced with him is him just railing our our friend Russ Anderson and everybody (laughs) up in that press box about how we didn't need rain delays at the Conference USA baseball tournament. But it was Corky being Corky. Well, he's a wonderful
1: guy. I I have a lot of memories of him myself. One I have was a couple years ago I was in the press box at a baseball game, and and, uh, I was sitting there eating, and he walked by, and he never stopped. Uh, he never really looked at me, but as he walked by, he goes, I'm available for the Eagle Hour, too. And he just kept walking on by. So I, I took that as a hint to call Coach Palmer. And, uh, you know, Coach Palmer, uh, look, he's the guy that took us to the mountaintop. Nobody can ever forget that. He's a funny guy, a great baseball guy. And, you know, Luke, he's one of those guys that uh, – and, and not everybody in sports can do this – Coach Palmer walked away after reaching the mountaintop. If you know what I'm saying, I mean he reached the pinnacle yep. of going to the College World Series, and then, you know he he had what it takes to walk away while he was at the top. And I see a lot of sports guys that do that, and and you admire that, and then you see others that are unable to do that. And uh, Coach Palmer certainly uh, one of those guys. And and while we're talking about it, just just a moment here, let me say too that. Uh, You can't go to Pete Taylor Park this year without thinking about him because you see, you know, you just used to seeing him wander around and he's talking to everybody and really never stops talking the whole time uh, he's there. But uh, but but him not being there and when I was getting ready for the show today, uh, Luke, I I couldn't help but think about Russ Anderson and and uh, Russ would never would say it on the air, but we did learn that Russ had a great love for Southern Miss baseball. And uh, really a great deal of respect for our program and our fan base. And uh, he was a, a silent but big Southern Miss baseball fan, I think it's safe to say. And he did so much behind the scenes for Conference USA. And if you enjoyed those tournaments down on the coast like we did, well, he was a big part of that. And uh, so we've we've missed two great men uh, in our baseball world uh, this year, Luke, and Corky Palmer and Russ Anderson. Hopefully we'll see uh, – Hopefully we'll see Coach Palmer back.
0: Coach Palmer's one of those guests, too, we love having on the Eagle Hour because it's just kind of tee it up, and then he'll just run the rest of the segment. You can just lean That's back, exactly. kick your feet up. He'll tell one story. will lead into about three stories, and, you know, <laughs> So we love him. So, again, GoFundMe.com, and you can just search uh, Corky Palmer. Uh, also, if you follow me on, on Twitter, Luke underscore Johnson 1, or me on Facebook, I've got the links there. The link is also has just been posted to the Super Talk Eagle Hour Twitter account, Good. and uh, so it's GoFundMe. Uh, help Coach Coach Corky Palmer, just as we've been talking, Bob, some more money has come in. Good. Uh, we had a, a $1,000 donation today. We had wow. uh, several $500 donations today. And, man, just people, you know, 50 $25, $75, whatever you can do to help, man, it's going to add up. And this is just day one. Yeah. of of this i've been blown away by the response and share it tell other people about it and uh, let's get coach palmer um uh, the help that he needs and because we know he's going to fight look um, we all have and, our favorite you,
1: stories but here's my favorite Corky palmer story I, I forget who told us this guys pitching struggling giving up a lot of hits coach palmer meangles out to the mound took him a while to get there pitcher says coach I'm not tired. I'm not ready to come out. And Corky says, son, I know you're not tired, but them outfielders are just worn ass out from chasing down all them line drives.
0: Get off the field. Oh man, so many great. The, Corky the way that balls he and are... the way that he and Hill would talk to pitchers, you know, there's, there's that other one where uh, Corky's sitting in the dugout and uh, this guy throws a ball and Corky said he didn't have it tonight and threw another ball he didn't have it tonight. About you know five straight balls in there, Corky said I know it, he's gone, he doesn't have it, he doesn't he doesn't have it tonight. And then there was a another one, another night where Corky just looked at the team and said, Hey, if y'all not gonna play, I'm gone. And about third or fourth inning, he starts packing his bag up and. At the break between the top half and the bottom half, then he just kind of goes back. I think they're on the road. just goes back to the bus, <laughs> spends his time there. If y'all don't want to play, I'm not going to be here to watch it. Just well, legend. Uh, our thanks to
1: you and, and all those men that you talked about that uh, that are involved in this and anything we can do for Coach Corky Palmer. If you love Southern Miss baseball, uh, you got to step up and help Coach Palmer. That's what I think.
0: Absolutely. So, uh, anyway, gofundme.com and uh, just sort, search Corky Palmer or just go to my Twitter, uh, Super Talk Eagle Hour Twitter. It's up there, and you'll start seeing circulating. And, and what you do is when you share it specifically on Twitter, y'all, hashtag SMTTT. Uh, Southern Miss to the top because Southern Miss fans will follow hashtags. A lot of people, a lot of the stuff that gets spread that, that I post, and Patrick McGee, Heath Hinton, some of those guys that post, uh, it will circulate among Southern Miss fans. But this is something also. I thought this was so cool, Bob, earlier today. The Mississippi State uh, bus driver um, Ed, Edward uh, Everett Kennard, I think that's his name. I, I, I'm probably mispronouncing his name or not getting it right. But he, he's the longtime Mississippi State bus driver, right? Right. This morning, he shares Rick Cleveland's tweet and says, hey, go help Corky Palmer. Everett Kennard, dog bus driver. There we go. State Ole Miss, Southern Miss, and the rest of the college baseball. Let's get on this and let's help there Coach we go. Corky Palmer. All right, Eagle Hour continues after the.
1: To the top.
0: Final segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you on this Wednesday by D Bat and D 1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. The best instruction around, the best training facilities around. You'll all find it at D Bat and D 1 in Hattiesburg. Hattiesburg, Luke and Bob from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg, and Laurel Volleyball announcing some summer camps. We told you about baseball yesterday. SouthernMissBaseballCamps.com. Nick Amoretti is in charge of those. Great opportunity for uh, for baseball camps this summer. But softball, coach, or, or I'm sorry, volleyball. Volleyball coach Redeki announcing uh, the camps. There will be uh, an elite camp in uh, June 11th and 12th for grades nine through 12. Also in July. Individual skills, advanced skills, and then a high school teams camp in late July nineteenth through the twenty first. So uh, you'll find all that at southernmissvolleyballcamps.com. dot com. Great news also out of the uh, the academic uh, area of Southern Miss Athletics. Told you. You know the baseball starting four of the uh, the baseball team. The pitchers have higher GPAs in their ERAs, which is a good thing. But Southern Miss spring athletes or Southern Miss athletes this spring, student athletes posted a school record. Bob, all of the athletes combined a school record three point one zero three GPA for the spring semester. It's the biggest. In, in school history, 54 Eagles on the president's list, which is 4.0. That's 10 more than the fall semester. There was also 70 on the dean's list and then, uh, 222 on the AD honor roll, which is 3.0 or higher. John Stewart not only doing it in the track field, uh, Bob, but the cross country team had the highest GPA, 3.769. Tennis had uh, had the men's uh, best at three point four. That's an incredible achievement. Yeah. Every athlete combined cumulative GPA three point one for Southern Miss. Coach Stewart's going to be on the show tomorrow with Luke. Uh, but what what do you say
1: about Coach Stewart? Man, I, I'm going to tell you what you talk about the most underappreciated coach on the campus. <laughs> that could very well be that coach because look what the track and field team has done. Uh, in the arena, and now you point out in the classroom. And uh, you know who it reminds me of? It reminds me of the guy you played football for, Luke Johnson.
0: Yeah, I got it done. Coach Bauer yep. got it done. And, you know, when I, when I was there, uh, I think my junior year, we had a 90% graduation rate yeah. Yeah. among uh, football players. It was like Duke, Boston College, maybe Notre Dame were like the only higher ones than, yeah. than Southern Miss. And, so, we, were, and yeah. we were winners. Coach Stewart on tomorrow. <laughs> We were where yeah, we were. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Coach Stewart, on tomorrow, we'll recap the outdoor season and, and we'll talk more about uh, what took place at the championships up at Middle Tennessee. Bob, conference USA uh, baseball, um, no games last night, but you alluded to it earlier. Uh, a couple of Southern Miss uh, uh, opponents. Uh, well, one Southern Miss opponent, Northwestern State takes down LSU. Was it nine to seven? Yeah. No, that was the uh, Humble- that was the. Uh, That was the Ole Miss game, but Tennessee Martin, who we know that school because Jason Simpson, who played baseball at Southern Miss, he's a head football coach, they took down Ole Miss last night, and so uh, to, to, to Patrick's point, we don't want to hate on LSU and Ole Miss because... We have no right to talk about midweek losses no, this no. year. But to your point, Bob, uh, what makes Conference USA so exciting? What's going to make the tournament so exciting? What's going to make the regional so exciting is that anybody on any given day in college baseball can oh, beat anybody. Brother,
1: that's right. I think that's what makes college baseball such a great sport. Uh, anybody can be. Uh, – I'll tell you another example. Missouri goes to Starkville, one of the elite teams in the country – Missouri takes two out of three from Mississippi State over the weekend. Almost won the first game. State had to score in the ninth inning to win the first game. Then last night, I happened to catch the end of a Missouri-Kansas game, and Kansas turns around and beats Missouri. So, I mean, you you have no way of predicting. Florida Atlantic beating Miami this weekend, Northwestern State. Kelly told me this morning that's the second time this year they've beaten LSU in a midweek game. Uh, We talked yesterday about uh, our former coach at Louisiana Monroe with huge wins. I don't know, Luke, in in college football, you can look at some games, you know, when uh, South Alabama, I don't even know if they would ever play LSU, but South Alabama plays LSU, you know who's going to win the football game. 99 out
0: of 100 times. I
1: don't think you ever know who's going to win a college baseball game, Luke Johnson.
0: You don't because baseball is one of those sports that a guy can take over a game. You can have a Walker Powell that's unhittable, throws a no hitter. Uh, we saw it last night and, and, uh, this is a Mississippi connection. Spencer Turnbull for the, uh, for the Detroit Tigers. He's, he's had a decent year but he, he no hits uh the, the Rangers last night he he played at Madison Central. Mm-hmm. So you know a guy that hasn't really been dominating goes out and, and no hits and the other team can't do anything with it and or you could have Reed Tremble that goes 4 for 4 with 7 RBIs against FAU like he did Sunday. So just proves uh I think why this state loves college baseball so much and why college baseball has grown so much really faster than any other sport.
1: And let me say, we we do act as if we hate on Ole Miss all the time, but we have great respect for Ole Miss's baseball program and Coach Bianca, and we have great respect for Mississippi State, and we're we're just proud to be Southern Miss fans in the baseball richest state in America. All three teams in the Absolutely. top twenty that's that says a ton. All right, Luke will have the show Absolutely. the rest of the week. Uh, he's got Coach Stewart on the show tomorrow, also Heath Hinton and. Uh, some good surprises for you Friday as well. We hope you have a good day. Until we talk next time, Southern
0: Miss. To the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping
2: Into the future I want to fly like an eagle To
1: the sea